You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being here and for listening. Today, we're going to be talking about how exactly you should go find a coach or a mentor or a teacher or an online course and how exactly you do that and what to look for in a really good coach and what differentiates a great coach and something that's worth your hard-earned money versus somebody that's like, you know, not so great. And you're going to feel really crappy after you make your investment and purchase. And you're like, Oh, that was such a waste of money. Or I didn't really get what I wanted, or I didn't really enjoy this. We're going to be chatting about that. Cause you know, I totally get it. Making an investment in yourself is something you want to do the right way in a way that feels good for you. And you want to have a positive experience with it. And that all comes back to picking the right coach for you. So we're going to be talking about that today on the show. Before we dive in, I want to give a listener review for the shout out of the week. So this one comes from Riza. So thank you so much, Riza, for writing this in. She writes, down to earth and sharing truth, five stars. I appreciate Kelly's authenticity and her ability to be transparent of her business and life. She is a light that shines bright and gives others permission to put their best foot forward. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Riza. I so appreciate those kind words. Thank you so much for taking the time to share this and write this kind rating and review. I so, so appreciate that. P.S. You guys, we have hit 101 ratings for the Kelly Track Show, which makes my heart glow. Thank you to all of you, all 101 of you that have put in a rating and review. We have all sorts of cool things. In the data, I can see where we make the top charts and it's in some cool pockets of the world, like in South Korea, in Hong Kong, in Taiwan, in Malaysia, in the Czech Republic, in Slovenia, in Vietnam, in Pakistan, in Kazakhstan, in Lithuania, Jamaica, Honduras, Cambodia, Nicaragua, Armenia, Albania, Jordan. The Kelly Track Show is the number 68 uh, in ranking for the health and fitness group in Jordan. I, I didn't know that we were so popular in Jordan, but I love seeing how international the show is and where you guys listen and that I hit these ranks in cool parts of the world. So thank you to my international listeners. There are lots of you guys. I so appreciate that. Plus, I want to give a shout out to the supporters of the Kelly Track Show. So first and foremost, we have Podigy. So Podigy is a company that edits podcasts and and Podigy edits the Kelly Track Show, and I'm so grateful for their support and for their love and their devotion to the podcast. So if you have a podcast and you want to stop doing the editing yourself, I highly encourage you to outsource it to Podigy. They're actually a Canadian-based company, and I love, I always love to support Canadian-based companies wherever I can, and I have so enjoyed working with Riley and Dan, and they have just gone above and beyond to really make the Kelly Track Show sound good and crisp and clean. They can help you with your sound engineering and your mixing and your audio and they can help you do all your show notes and your back end work so all you have to do is record and they take care of the rest which is pretty amazing 
They have this crazy stat on their website that says the top 50 podcasts on iTunes all have dedicated production teams and the bottom 50% of podcasts never make it to 2000 downloads. Ouch. They say, don't let bad audio stunt your growth. And it's so true. You know, when the audio quality ain't so good, people don't want to listen. So I so appreciate that they take the time and care and dedication to make the Kelly Track so sound good so that you guys can enjoy it as a listener. So if you want to get started with Podigy, let them know that the Kelly Track Show sent you and you're going to get 50% off your first month of editing, which is pretty sweet. It's 50% off your first month of editing when you sign up with Podigy. Plus, if you're looking to start a podcast, they also have a really sweet package where they will do your whole podcast start for you. So it takes out so much of the backend work and the Googling and the YouTube watching on your half and they can just get it up and running for you. That sounds like a lifesaver and something I wish I had when I was just starting out. Support for today's episode also comes from Bench Bookkeeping. This is another Canadian company. They're actually based out of Vancouver, Canada, which is where I live. And they are so amazing. Think of Airbnb meets your books. Okay. So when we are business owners, we need a bookkeeper and we need an accountant. And Bench is the company I always recommend for my clients and my students. And when you sign up with Bench using the link in the show notes, or if you go to kellytrack.com slash podcasts, FYI, you can get all the links there as well for the deals, but you get one month free of bookkeeping with Bench totally for free. You don't even have to put your credit card down for it. And they're going to give you 20% off your first six months of bookkeeping, which is such a sweet deal. And this is a deal that I've scored for my listeners only and for my peeps. And it's only a deal you'll find with me. I love Bench and I've been using them for over a year now to take care of all my bookkeeping needs. And what I love most is that I just sync up my credit cards. I have to sync up all my bank accounts and they just do the books automatically. I upload receipts when I get them. I forward them via email and it's literally so so amazing for me on my end as a business owner because I don't have to do the books. Kelly Track ain't got time to do her books and I hate doing anything numbers related. So unless it's looking at sales data, then I love looking at numbers. But (laughs) when it comes to expenses and organizing items and making profit and loss statements and balance sheets, I want to hand that off to the pros because... I did not do super hot in accounting in business school and it's really not my zone of genius. And I rather have the pros do it for me, right? And when you're running a business, you want to make sure your books are in perfect order and perfect condition so that end of year tax time is a total breeze. Plus, I love at the end of the year, they just give you a packet that you literally hand to your accountant and then your accountant files your corporate taxes on your behalf. So if you're a business owner and you're doing your own books, please, for the love of God, stop. It's so hard unless you are a person that comes from an accounting background and a proper accounting designation, stop doing your books. Like don't waste your time, get the right money mindset and outsource that crap ASAP, especially if you don't love it. There's zero point of you trying to learn how to do books. If it's not your zone of genius, outsource, 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 or, or risk the issue of you running into problems with the government down the road when it comes to tax time, or you just not focusing on the right things in your business, AKA uh, making money and selling stuff (laughs) to keep things afloat. So if you are looking to get started with bench, use the link in the show notes to sign up up and you're going to get that one month free of bookkeeping and 20% off your first six months. It's all digital. It's all digital bookkeeping, which I love. It's all online and it makes your life really super duper easy. So sign up to grab the deal. All right, peeps, that's it. And let's get into this juicy episode today. 
Okay, so today on the podcast, I wanted to take a second to share about how to pick the right coach or mentor or teacher or guide for you. So this could be anybody that you're putting money towards. Maybe this looks like a course you're investing in or hiring a coach, or maybe if you're even going to like a meditation retreat or hiring an astrologer to read your birth chart. You want to make sure, of course, as always, that when you're making an investment, it's going to somebody that can actually truly support you and help you. And I've shared with you before on the show that I love to do an episode around a theme that's been coming up in my life or in my clients' lives or stuff I've seen that my students have been asking me, there's my students in your conscious empire and stuff I just keep playing out or I see. So I would love to take a second to just talk about this because I've been getting asked the sort of same question. And one of my students in my course, Your Conscious Empire, shout out to Maria, asked me a really great question the other day. And she said, Kelly, what do you look for in a coach when you hire one? I thought that was such a fascinating question, and I wanted to answer that for you on the show today. Plus, I really knew I wanted to do an episode about this when my friends and I, we were all going to go for Thai food, and we were eating Thai food, and then they were going to come over to Chris's place to watch the Fantasy Suites Week of Bachelorette Hannah Alabama season with Tyler C., who is total dreamo. He's dating Gigi Hadid now, which is like totally crazy. What a side tangent. Um, Tyler C., Luke P., crazy crazy town, uh, Jed and Pete. Oh, pilot Pete. Um, for those of you guys that watch the bachelor bachelorette, y'all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, that's okay. Don't worry. T- bachelor tangent. I feel like people are either diehard bachelor fans or like cannot stand like that show whatsoever. So whatever bucket you fall into is all good. I'm like, <laughs> I love that show so much. It, it's just like my favorite thing. I'm like Monday nights. I'm really busy. I'm watching TV. Anyways. So, so what, 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 was, what was I even saying? All oh, right. Okay. So my friends and I, we were all going out for, for Thai food and then we're going to go watch the bachelorette at Chris's place. And at dinner, my friend had asked me, you know, my friends always are interested in my business and what's going on. And they're like, Kelly, how's it going? How's your business? How are things? And then she also asked me a really interesting question. And she said, Kelly, do you find it hard these days to stand out on Instagram when there's so many other people who do business coaching? And it was a question that I thought was so fascinating because it's actually not one that I think about on a regular basis at all, if I stand out or not. And this is kind of another theme of, of why I want to do this show today, because it comes up a lot. I've seen it a lot with my coaching clients and you know, people saying, there's so many people doing what I want to do online. Everybody is a coach. I feel claustrophobic when I look on Instagram. I'm getting my competitors' ads you know, shown to me. I'm seeing all these other people that are doing what I do, whether that's coaching or graphic design or you know, whatever it is. Um, you see so much of it. And this is, this is my answer for you. So first and foremost, I just want to start right here on the podcast. And I talk about this a lot in my course, Your Conscious Empire as well, including on the sales page for that course. You know, the barriers to entry for starting a digital business are very low. So what does that mean? What is barriers to entry? It means how hard is it to get into an industry? So in the old days, it was like really hard to start a business. You needed a significant amount of money and capital and time. Like think if you were going to start a farm, you would need farmland and an ox and some horses and some hay and like a tractor and like tractors aren't cheap. Those things are like, I feel like at least a hundred (laughs) grand, you know, you would need like, uh, you know, like a, like a John Deere kind of thing. (laughs) Clearly I do not shop at John Deere because John Deere thing is not (laughs) 
<laughs> not an appropriate farming term, but you know what I mean. You would need like farm gear and equipment and you would need a significant amount of money to start a farm and to start a business farming. So the barriers to entry for starting a farm would be high, meaning not everybody can do it. But with the prevalence of digital biz and how easy everything is online these days, it's so easy to crack open a Squarespace website, open a fresh Instagram account and say, boom, I'm open for business. So this is true. You know, the barriers to entry are super low for a digital business these days, but the barriers to executing a highly profitable digital business that makes you full-time income and actually pays you and can support you in the long run over time in a sustainable way, you know, looking like, you know, solid income, like 5K months, 10K months, working towards your first six-figure year and growing it from there, that stuff takes time. And that stuff is way harder. The, the barriers to executing a really profitable company is very high, meaning it's actually very hard. It takes a lot of strategy and time and devotion and commitment. Um, it takes a really good mindset. It takes the right amount of help. Uh, it takes a lot of capital to invest. Oh my God, the money I've poured into my business this year has just been huge. Uh, like teammates, expenses, new software, n- new investments in, into new things, new strategies. The barriers to executing a really great business are very high. So what does this mean? That means that there is a lot of people out there, but the amount of people who are actually doing it right are few and far between. And that's just how it is. Think of it like school. You're going to school. Well, you're going to have the people that rise to the top and the achievers who do well in school. And then you're going to have the people that kind of flunk out over the years. Sort of the same thing happens with business. It's really easy to, you know, get into university, you're there, and then there's people that succeed and go on, and then there's people that fall to the wayside over time, right? Sort of the same thing as business. Uh, it's the exact same thing. You know, university, like, oh my God, I just had a flashback because we're kind of in that back to school vibes right now. University was hard. And I remember like, I was talking to Chris last night about how I hardly like partied. I hardly went out because I was always studying. And I look back at my life and I was like, well, well, I wish I had like had more fun in university. But then I was like, those classes were really hard. And like, I don't even know how I passed. I recently threw out all of my old notes and some of those classes like transportation and logistics management of like, if you're inputting stuff at this rate and it pops out of the machine at this rate, like how much money are you going to make? And like, what is the optimization for this like input output? And I was thinking, how the hell did I pass these classes and do well? Um, studying takes time. So business is a lot like going to college or university. Everybody gets in and then there's people that pass and do well. And then there's people that flunk out. Business is a lot the same. So even though you might feel like so many people offer stuff online, uh, it's the same thing as university. you got the successful bunch who are actually rocking it. And then the people that are going to fizzle out in about one to two years, and it's going to be over. So what does this mean for you? Well, this means you got to be really, really weary and careful when you're investing in stuff online. So I want to give you a couple of guideposts as to how you can make an investment that's actually worth your money. So my very first tip of all is to look for past success. So how do you define success? Well, a person is qualified to teach something or help you for one of the following reasons. Number one, if they've gotten results for themselves, or number two, if they've gotten results for other people, or best of both worlds, they've gotten results for themselves and other people. That's like the juiciest sweet spot. But depending on the niche, you might have one or the other. So you want to look for those past successes and what qualifies these people to actually teach 
what they're teaching, what's their history, what's their background, what are their certifications, what are their degrees, what results have they achieved for themselves, what results have they achieved for other people, what are their case studies, what are their testimonials, like really look for those past successes and make sure you're asking yourself, are these successes clear? Is it obvious? Like, do these testimonials have photos of people? Are they linked to somebody's website? Are these real humans versus just made up testimonials that somebody fabricated? Do these people offer like a before and after sort of case study of where they've been able to take a client or maybe in like if you're hiring like a healer, sort of the before and the after of the healing? Is it clear? Are the successes really clear? Because if the successes aren't clear, that means they probably aren't there. This is one of the biggest flags of warning I can give you. If you're having a hard time finding success stories, case studies, testimonials, Um, reasons why the merchant is credible, whatever numbers make them credible. If it's not there, it means it doesn't exist because the smoke and mirror these days can be so good. Like you can have the most gorgeous website in the world and most aesthetically pleasing Instagram. And all of a sudden, if people come on your website, they think you're successful. Like I went to school for marketing. I know how easy it is to slap together some good marketing and, and look really legit. And That is my biggest concern for you, especially when you're going to take money and you're going to spend, even if it's just $10 into an ebook or $10,000 into some high-end coaching program that you're giving the wrong people money based on how good and how beautiful their website is or how beautiful their aesthetic is on Instagram. And there's no real success. There's no real markers of success. There's a reason on my website why I take so much time to highlight my testimonials and my success stories. Everything is linked out with photos, links to people's websites. I take a second to talk about my accomplishments, why I'm credible to speak on the topics of business and my business experience, going to business school, my four four businesses, you know, my time in Silicon Valley, my time in entrepreneurship school and my pre-accelerator program. Like I take a second, like a hot second to really articulate this because this is sometimes what what's missing from a lot of, of websites is really explaining the credibility and explaining why this person's qualified to teach what they're teaching because the smoke and mirrors can be huge. The other thing you want to be careful for in terms of metrics of success is that you're actually looking at the right data. So what is the right data and what's the wrong data? Right data looks like anything like what explains their success in their niche. So so say, for example, this person is a healer. What would make them look successful is by explaining, hey, here are all the case studies and testimonials of people I've healed. Here are some before and after pictures of like, you know, this person was like in this condition before and look at them now. That would articulate success. Things that also articulate success is, you know, explaining the results you've been able to get for yourself or how you've been able to grow your business or how you've been able to create your first online Etsy store and the number of sales you did in your Etsy store, you know, really looking for the right metrics of success. I know for me in the business world, when I'm looking at hiring other business coaches to help me, you know, I'm always looking at, well, what are your sales data? Like how much money are you making? How many students do you have? Like, are you openly volunteering your success stories, your testimonials? That's what I'm looking for because if they, if people volunteer it, it's real. If people do not volunteer it, it usually isn't there. And especially in the business realm, if people are going to be teaching you how to make money, they should articulate and explain how much money they have made in their own business. I think this is such a key piece because if somebody's teaching you how to make money with a digital business or teaching you how to make money in the stock market or teaching you how to make money with an Etsy store, their sales numbers should be on the website. And that is a big red flag if you're looking at investing in anybody that helps you with a business. 
starting a business, growing a business, talking about business, because you're not really qualified to talk about business unless you have a lot of business experience and you have a proven track record of actually making money from business, right? Like it would really suck if you wanted to start an Etsy store and you were learning from somebody who had started an Etsy store, but like made zero dollars off of it, right? (laughs) So this is the thing, you know, if somebody's gonna be teaching you how to make money or anything that touches money is really figuring out, great, that's great. How much money have you made? And is that information volunteered or like, is that hidden? Now, when you're looking for these indicators of success, you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence and you're not falling prey to some of the common you know, marketing traps. So what are these? This is like having branding that's so beautiful, gorgeous websites, gorgeous photography, but there's no real substance. Even if it's like a beautiful Instagram feed with tons of followers, you know, this can make somebody look credible, but those followers could have all been bought. Like I could literally send about two emails right now and I would have 10,000 plus followers by tomorrow. That stuff is really common these days. And Another thing to be careful of and check for is really looking at somebody's expertise that they write about on their about page. You're looking for reasons why you should trust this person, meaning, you know, what's their qualifications, what's their background, what's their story, how are they certified or qualified to teach you this material, you know, what kind of successes have they gotten for themselves. You want that information to be on the about page, right? Because if you can't really find it, it might not exist. The last kind of red flag is if it just sort of smells a little bit too slick and you kind of have that intuitive feeling. Like we all kind of know that feeling of, of it just being a little bit too polished and it's lacking real substance. And that's something that your intuition can kind of tell from, from a mile away of like, this is just a little bit too slick. So just to wrap up point number one, you want to look for real cases of past success. So what results have they gotten for themselves or what results have they gotten for other people? What are their testimonials? What is their qualifications? What is their background? Why are they qualified to teach you this? You know, if they're going to teach you how to do something or achieve something, how have they done that for other people? Do you get real examples? Can you see people's faces? Can you see their before and after? Like, is it really clearly spelled out that this person can replicate success? And if you're doing anything in the business world, you know, Really make sure that you're doing your due diligence around making sure that these people are walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Like, you know, sales data, um, years of experience in the industry, number of years they have been doing this. Um, look for those credibility markers because you just want to make sure that you don't fall prey to just pretty gorgeous marketing. And you're investing in something that's got real substance. Hey friends, it's me. I just wanted to swing by really quickly in the middle of this juicy episode and answer the one question that I get asked every single day. And it's this, how exactly did you build a profitable and successful business out of doing what you love? Let me show you how. I earn a full-time income doing what I adore. And you know what? I used to look at people online and wonder how the heck are they doing it? Now I'm taking my skills and my years of expertise and I'm translating it and teaching it right back to you for free. I'm welcoming you to my six day online free course called how to start your online empire. If you have ever dreamed of starting a business or you already have one and you want to elevate it, this class is totally for you. 
It teaches you how to really program your mindset for success, first and foremost. You're going to overcome that self-doubt. You're finally going to believe that you're really ready to start and you are going to elevate your self-worth. Plus, we talk about the nitty-gritty details of what it really looks like to have one of those beautiful and thriving online businesses. From the marketing, to the sales, to the products, the pricing, to how to make it all work, I teach you for free in this course. So all you got to do is trust that divine calling on your life, say yes, and enroll. So to snag my top tier strategies and get a little bit of supportive, loving business coaching from me, go to kellytrack.com slash empire and you'll get instant access to this free course. That's kellytrack.com slash empire to get in on all my secrets. All right, people back to the show. So my second tip to give you is, do you want to become them? So I think this is such a great question to run it past yourself because, you know, when you're going to learn from somebody, part of them rubs off on you. You know, that's, that's the Jim Ron quote of we are the average of the five people we hang out with the most, right? And this includes people that you listen to, podcasters, coaches, teachers, you know, gurus, whoever you're looking up to, if you're spending a lot of time with them, their qualities and attributes rub off on you. Like I have had that in my own life from the people I learn from, the people I study from, people I, I work with, their ways of being and their mindset and their patterns and their thoughts and their way of living rubs off on me. And it is a subconscious thing and it happens fast. So you want to make sure that you're you're becoming like the people that you actually want to become. You really want to make investments in people that you respect and admire. And like, if you became them, you would be like, oh my God, yes, I I am now Rachel Hollis. Holy crap. I love Rachel Hollis, her values, her belief systems. And that's awesome. But if you're becoming like somebody that you don't actually like, or somebody that is a slime ball or does not lead with integrity or isn't really a good person, or you just don't really enjoy them or like them, don't invest with them because then you're going to become like them and you don't want that. Now, my tip number three is to ask yourself, do I want their life or do I want their business? If you're looking at a business investment. So what does this mean? Well, like I said before, you know, you're going to hang out with them and their ways of being are going to rub off on you. So do you want their life? Do you want their lifestyle? Do you like the way they do things? Do you want the way that they're living? Do you, if you're, if you're looking at a business investment, this is what I look for. I'm like, do I like their business model? Do I want their business model? You know, I see how hard they're working at whatever they're doing. Do I want that for myself? Do I want that life for myself? Because it, they're going to be teaching you how they got there, right? Whatever you're learning that the teacher is going to be teaching you how to live in a certain way, how to do a certain thing, how to meditate in a certain way. But at the end of the day, they're going to be teaching you how to live their life, right? There's sort of an aspect of that. So ask yourself, you know, do I, do I want their life? Sometimes I don't work with certain coaches or teachers because they, they hustle too much or they work too hard or there's not enough work-life balance or, you know, they don't take enough vacations or I just, I'm not interested in their business model or that's just not how I want to earn money. I, I want a simpler business model. So really ask yourself, do I want their life or do I want their business? This is another place where you have to do your due diligence on who you're hiring and who you're going to make an investment in. Because another thing about Instagram is that like it can be smoke and mirrors once again. And on the surface, it can look like people are super polished and pulled together and they got everything going on. But like you peel back the layers of the onion and you find out that they're not successful. They don't make any money off of this. And they're maybe like living at home with their family and they don't have any clients. So you really want to be careful with this stuff. I can't tell you how many times, you know, people talk 
as if they're really big shots and they're really great and they're doing all this stuff. And then they're broke or they are not full-time on their business or like they're struggling to make a sale or get a client. And you got to be careful of this. This is why I said, do you want their life? And do your due diligence on what their life actually is. Because I see this a lot and I see examples of it on Instagram all the time of people, you know, for example, one person was talking on Instagram and talking real big about how they wanted to make all this money this year in their business and all this earnings and how their business was going to be huge and like living the life and all that kind of jazz. And we were chatting about investing in one of my courses. And this person revealed to me that they're actually totally broke. Well, this is you guys where you got to do your due diligence to make sure that you're not giving people like this your money. Because if they're saying one thing and doing another, it's not good. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for you. It makes their integrity really questionable. So really just ask yourself, do I want their life? Do I want their business? And do your due diligence on what their life actually is. My fourth guidepost is how well have they served you for free? So this is really key. You know, you're going to want to invest in people who have been able to prove to you that their stuff is of quality content, right? And of substance and of value. So how good is their free stuff? How much free stuff have they given to you before asking for you to invest in something paid? This is so key because if their free stuff is really good and they're pouring a lot of time and attention and devotion into their free stuff and you're getting, you know, really strong free content, it's really actionable, it's really helpful, that makes a person think, wow, if this is their free stuff, what's in their paid stuff? But if they're not really giving you any good free stuff or it's really ho-hum or it's really average, it's a very strong indicator that their paid stuff won't be good either, right? So ask yourself, how good has the free content been? How good are their freebies? How good are their opt-ins? How good are their podcast interviews, their videos? You know, how good is this free content? Because if the free stuff is good, the paid stuff is going to be amazing. But if the free stuff is either not there or sucks... Be very careful with you making an investment. Also take time to explore their free stuff. Go through their free stuff in and out. See if they are able to serve you for free first um, and make sure that they can actually help you with their free content and then it's useful and valid and great because that's going to help you make a decision about their paid stuff and their paid offerings being quality, right? But if it's not good quality free content, their paid stuff is probably not going to be good or quality either. And if people are not giving you free content and an opportunity to try their stuff for free, I would take that as a red flag, right? Because how are you going to be able to experience this person's work or teachings, right? So look for how strong and how good free content really is. My fifth tip for you is to ask yourself, do I like their teaching style? So what does this mean? A teaching style is how these people communicate, articulate their thoughts, explain their thinking, and how they relay the concepts to you. Because if you're listening to their free stuff or enjoying their free work, you want to make sure that their teaching style matches up and syncs with the way that you like to learn. Because when we're looking to invest in a teacher, you want to make sure that you understand what the hell they're saying and they're going to be able to explain it, explain it in a way that you get it. So for example, you know, we all know what it's like when we learn from somebody or a teacher or professor, and they just do not explain it very well. And you're like, uh, can you explain that again? Or like, I don't really get that. Or you have to go to office hours and you're like, oh my God, I, I, I don't understand what the prof is saying. And you have to talk to the TA to see if they can explain it in a different way. This is what you want to be careful of because you don't want to make an investment in a person who does not 
communicate to you in a way that matches your teaching style, right? So for example, I always look for people who can really dumb things down and make it really basic and efficient and get to the point really quickly. Like, as you guys all know, I love Jensen Shiro's books. I love her writing style. And she articulates everything in a very basic, simple way. And that really works for me when I'm a student. I don't do super well with like lofty, intangible stuff or really flowery language or, you know, long-winded explanations. I want a teacher to get to the point and be able to communicate in a really clear, succinct way. And I think Jensen Shiro is an amazing example of that. But I have a hard time with other texts, like really heavy, really spiritual texts, like, you know, A Course in Miracles is pretty dense. I even find Eckhart Tolle's works a little bit too dense. And I mean, I understand his books are really spiritually advanced. Maybe I'm not spiritually advanced enough to understand them, but they're a little bit too dense for me. Like I need things really pared down and like trimmed down and dumbed down and explained in a really simple, easy way. And that's what I'm looking for in a teacher. So really make sure before you give somebody money, ask yourself, do I resonate with their teaching style? And do they speak it in a way that I understand? Because if you don't understand what they're saying, their materials of their course or their teaching or their coaching isn't going to be able to support you. Now, my sixth tip for you is to ask yourself, is it clear what you're getting? Is it clear what you're paying for? Is it clear what the terms and conditions are? Um, And is it clear how much it costs? Now, sometimes online, people don't tell you what the price is of the coaching package, or they act as if it's like a big secret, or you can't find the pricing online, or they aren't really clear about their legal terms and conditions. These are all, to me, very big red flags. Now, some people don't put the price on because the price is very expensive. And I always like to think, you know, I'm going to be paying for something. I really want to know what the price is, what the terms and conditions are, what the legal document is that I'm going to have to sign, what the terms and conditions I'm going to be agreeing to at checkout. Is it clear on the sales page? You know, I always take time, like my sales pages, if you haven't noticed for my courses are extremely long. Let's take me days to write. I'm not even kidding. I spend mm, three days to write a sales page, like at least as a first crack, because I like to break down what you're getting, what's included, the PDFs, the videos, the screenshots, linking out to terms and conditions, having a terms and conditions page. That's all done by my, my lawyer. And you just want to make sure that if you're going to be making an investment, that you want to know what the heck you're getting, how much it's going to cost, what the terms are, and you just want to do your due diligence to make sure that you're actually getting something you want. Because if you cannot get clarity on what's included or what's really all there or what the terms are or what it looks like on the inside, it kind of is a bit of a red flag because you don't know what they're going to give you later when you buy. So, you know, I think of it like if you're going to buy a dress, you're going to want to try it on and see what it looks like in the mirror with all the angles. And the same thing goes for digital products or coaching products or whatever you're buying online. Make sure you know what you're getting exactly. And if you don't really know what it is and you can't find a price tag, but it's not very good. It's exactly like if you're looking at a really cute pink dress in the store and they're like, oh, you cannot touch it. You cannot see it. You don't know what the price is. We will not show you the price tag. And we're not going to tell you what the terms and conditions are of this dress. Only after you buy it, we'll tell you what the terms and conditions are. You would be like, um, I am not buying this dress. I don't care how cute it is. I am going to get my butt out of the store because this is a weird, questionable seller. Same thing goes with online exact same rules apply online. Know what you're getting, know what you're signing yourself to, know what the payment is, know what the price is, and make sure it's clear. Because if it's not clear, it's not good. (laughs) Now, my seventh tip for you is to ask yourself, does it smell 
like a fake. So what does this mean? Well, you know, there's that saying, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it probably is a duck. (laughs) So if you notice that this person has ripped off a lot of their stuff from other people, chances are that means that this person does not have material of their own to articulate to you. So for example, I notice a lot of people who rip off Marie Forleo's tag line of build a life and a business you love. Well, every time I read that off somebody's website, I think, well, you just ripped off Marie Forleo's tagline. And it's very obvious when somebody's ripping off content, words, phrasing, naming, sales pages, it's, it's very obvious. So if it smells like it's been ripped off and it reminds you of somebody else and you're like, hmm, I feel like I've seen this on the web before. Chances are you probably have. And I know this because I see this in the online world and I see it a lot, other people ripping off other people's content, other people ripping off other people's stuff, even like ripping off other people's branding or stylistic patterns or website text. You know, if it reminds you of somebody else's website, it's probably because they ripped it off from somebody else's website. And to me, every time I see that, it makes the merchant not credible because that means they don't have something of their own to articulate and teach because they're pulling it from somebody else, right? Because if you're trying to learn from a person, but they're getting all their stuff from somebody else, it's not not really good. It doesn't really speak well for the merchant that you're considering hiring or investing into. So just really use your intuition and ask yourself, have I seen this before? Like, does this look like something else? Have I seen this on the web before? And, you know, I've kind of hit a point in my business where I start to see people ripping off my stuff. And it it bothers me like crazy because I see people copy paste text right off my website, copy my website page layouts, my branding, my color schemes, my my course names, um, how I write my sales pages. I have I have seen like literally my full sales pages ripped off and then having words just changed here and there. And that's copyright infringement. But you want to make sure that when you are looking at investing in somebody that you're actually paying for a teacher who can actually teach you something and is not just giving you something that they've learned from somebody else or they're ripping off from somebody else and just regurgitating it because that's not cool. And that makes a teacher not very credible. So you just want to remember that if it looks like a duck and if it quacks like a duck, then it probably is a duck. So if you get that whiff of, I've seen this before on the internet, or this tagline reminds me of somebody else, or I feel like this is similar to that, uh, it's chances are it's because they've probably copied it or ripped it off, um, which makes them not a credible, valid teacher because they don't have something of their own to teach you. So always make sure of that. Now, my eighth tip is really important and it's listening to your intuition. Like, Does your intuition want you to work with this person? Not what your head says, not what your ego says. Does your intuition say yes? Like, do you intuitively feel called to work with this person? Like, do you feel like they are really going to truly help you? Does your heart want to work with this person? Does your soul want you to work with this person? And really listen to that intuition in, in yourself, you know, like I said, it can be very easy to fall prey to good marketing. And you want to make sure that you give yourself a second to listen to your intuition before you make a big decision and give yourself time to think about something. Even if you don't make a decision right away, you know, it's okay to ask for 24 hours to think about it, or it's okay to, you know, take a moment to meditate on it and come back to it. Just remember to really listen to your intuition and follow your intuition and work with the right coach and guru for you. You know, there is a lid for every pot. There is enough business to go around. I really do believe in the abundance mindset in in business in terms of whatever you're offering or whatever you're looking at buying, 
there is enough to go around for all of us. If you're looking for a meditation teacher and private meditation coaching, you're going to find the right person that speaks to you in the way that is perfect for you, right? In a way that, you know, another teacher might appeal to another person. So use your intuition and make a decision that you feel good about. I think that's another really key thing, making a decision you feel good about and not being afraid to speak up for what you need. Like ask, ask if you can get on a personal call with the seller, ask for a consult call if you need one, ask, speak up, say, can I ask you questions? If they're not getting back to you and not willing to take time to talk to you or answer your questions, you know, that's another red flag or a sign of, of a negligent merchant. You know, make sure you're using your intuition. And if you have questions, speak up. And if you need clarity, speak up. And if you need time to think about it, speak up. Use your intuition wisely. All right, my friends. And there you have it. That is the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. I so appreciate you. I'm sending you a big, big hug and a big high five for just being a super amazing person who, you know, I know you're really on your journey and you're doing the work and you're showing up and you're making things happen and you're investing in yourself and your potential and you're working on your dreams. And I so see that. And I so honor that and appreciate that in you. And if there's anything I can do to serve you on your business building journey, I would absolutely love to support you, whether that is through an online course or a group coaching program, like your conscious empire live, or if there's something down the road that tugs at your heartstrings, I would absolutely love to be your guide and your your, your teacher on your path to greatness. So thank you for tuning in and for being here. And if you're coming this year to your conscious empire live, I'm so excited to see you there. And lastly, I want to give a quick thanks to my podcast production team, Riley, Dan, and Jenna. Thank you so much, you three for supporting me with the show, helping out with the sound, the look, the show notes, everything, the artwork. I so appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I could not have such a great show without you three. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You guys always help me so much and do the best work around. So I'm so grateful to have you guys support me and the Kelly Track Show. So thank you everybody for listening, for tuning in, and I'm going to catch you guys back here soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day. And I'm so excited to see you back here soon. Thank you.